Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. We are uh, finishing up our series on being maxed out, and we started off the new year uh, uh, trying to teach and focus on uh, balance. Let uh, me get to the slides here. Boom, boom. Let's turn it on. There we go. There we go. Making space for meaning in a crowded life. Again, it's not self-help. Self-help is great. We can learn a lot of things, but uh, it's biblical help to increase meaning and purpose in our life and create a balance. And it's based on the verse in Philippians chapter 4, where Paul writes, I have learned the secret of living in every situation with plenty or little. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so that powerful passage, very common, often quoted verse, uh, teaches us that we can face any situation and live victorious. We can handle anything and we can do whatever God calls us to in a state of victory, in a place of peace, uh, through the strength that Christ gives us. And so we're just taking that truth and kind of walking it through um, different aspects of our lives. And today I'm going to be talking on the Sabbath which uh, everyone should be familiar with that term. It's an ancient command. It's one of the Ten Commandments. And it's really a key. It's a biblical key to avoiding getting maxed out in life. And that's one of the reasons why God integrated it completely through uh, out His Word. And my goal today is really to lay a theology of the Sabbath. It's, this may be a new perspective for you, or maybe... Um, uh, maybe a little bit of a shift, uh, or maybe something that you're very familiar with, and I can just remind you, the uh, going to cover the meaning and application and, and how the Sabbath is fully realized as Christ followers, as Christians, people living in the New Covenant. But the Sabbath started in the Old Covenant. It's part of the law. And uh, the first passage we're going to read is from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 11, and this is the section that's commonly called the Ten Commandments. This is the first record of the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> and so this uh, was uh, actually written by Moses after he came down from Mount Sinai, after receiving from God himself the, the Ten Commandments. And this is the fourth of the Ten Commandments. Let's read it. <clears throat> Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath, and that's basically what the word Sabbath means, seventh. It's the seventh day of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. He made it holy, and uh, he set a pattern, he set a rhythm in creation. And if God needed to rest after his work, how much more do we need a time of rest? And it's, it's not just not working, it's actually um, making it holy or keeping it holy. It's sanctifying, it's reserving a time in your life to focus on what is holy and to refocus on God and to rest your body, and to rest the land, and to rest the workers. And it specifically commemorates, or, 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 mem or remembers, and celebrates, focuses on 
creation. Right? He did it because he created the earth at the end of the creation. Um, he rested, and so the weekly Sabbath is a commemoration of creation. I loved Anthony's message last week. If you didn't hear it, I really encourage you to, to listen to the podcast. It's fantastic. He, he uh, brings in many different um, historical, literary, and uh, video game references. <laughs> Encyclopedic knowledge, and it was great. And I love that he, he based it on this verse. Uh, Anthony spoke about rhythm and routine as being uh, an essential uh, biblical principle to avoid being maxed out and he read for the uh, from isaiah 45 for thus says the lord who created heavens he is god who formed the earth and made it and established it he did not create it empty he formed it to be inhabited i am the lord and there is no other again referencing the creation and referencing the pattern that god established of work and rest work and rest and the importance to have rhythm and routine and god rests from his work it says it, you know it, he enjoyed his creation and part of sabbath is enjoying the creation it's a, an incredible gift all of the stuff that we have is part of god's creation and god enjoyed it god said it was good and uh, we uh, don't have much information but from that first couple of chapters we see that God would walk in the garden and so he would commune with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day and so there's interaction with God in his creation interaction with God and people uh, and that was a pattern that God set and not only set but in, uh, integrated into the law so that all of his followers would would fashion their lives and create a rhythm in their lives that was patterned after him we become like god when we do what he does so sabbath is an important thing that prevents us from getting max out and it's something that even god did <clears throat> now we're going to read the second time this same law is recorded in the old testament and this is from deuteronomy and deuteronomy is uh the retelling of the law and moses uh, shared before he died this uh, the book of deuteronomy was actually either a, a sermon or a series of teachings that moses spoke to the people of israel and he reminded them of all that had happened and he reminded them of the law and he he, he called them to live a life that was different when they when they entered into the land because he knew his time was about done so here's the second record of the same command uh, from the Bible. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughters, nor your male servants, nor your female servants, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any of your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates, that your male servants, your female servants may rest as well as you. That was all the same. Then it says, and remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Notice a change. What's not mentioned? What's not mentioned here? That was mentioned in Exodus. creation the first one was all remember the sabbath day because god created the earth and then he rested but this one it's remember the sabbath day 
because you were a slave and God redeemed you out of slavery. Okay? So here, in the second telling of the law, the Sabbath has a different focus. It's a commemoration of redemption. Redemption is being brought back, being rescued from slavery. And so Sabbath, biblically, has two meanings or two purposes. It's to celebrate, to focus our attention, to bring attention to uh, creation as well as redemption. All right? And so all throughout Scripture, because this, this was you know, memorized by the Jews and it ought to be memorized by Christians, the, the Ten Commandments are really important. And ingrained into this is that, is that Sabbath celebration which focuses us on the creation story and focuses us on the redemption story. Creation and redemption. Um, our creator and his provision, thanking God, enjoying God, enjoying all that he has, and our redeemer and his salvation, entering into the fullness of what God has accomplished in redemption. That is the purpose of Sabbath. And so there was the law, the Sabbath law, and if you read through the Old Testament, if you're like me, it's like, wow, God really harps on this. <laughs> it's very, very, very strict that you are to keep the Sabbath. And all during the Old Covenant, they enforced that strictly. And in fact, if someone did work on the Sabbath, they were cast out. They, they were, they were uh, rejected from being uh, a people of God, part of the people of God. To them, it would be the equivalent of losing their salvation. Okay, that's how serious it is. And God established it as a perpetual um, uh, requirement. But the, the perpetual part of it isn't the law part of it. It's the fulfillment part of it. So it was good in the law, and all the law is good, but it got corrupted through legalism. And when Jesus came, that was one of the issues that he was constantly uh, being, uh, confronting the, the legalists, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because they weren't living out the Sabbath the way it was intended. And in fact, uh, in the story in Mark, Jesus and his disciples are walking through a field and they're hungry, and so they pick grain and they eat it. Of course, that's work in a legalistic sense because they were harvesting grain. And the Pharisees get all upset about it. And Jesus answered said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And the Son of Man is, is Jesus' primary title for himself. But it also refers to mankind, humankind, that the Sabbath was made for us. It's, it's something that we are to enjoy. It's not something to, be, to bang over our heads, right? And just to drive the point home, the next thing he did is he walked out and healed somebody on the Sabbath. And that made them so mad, they decided they were going to kill him. Just because it is. And he did something good. He healed uh, and so it, it, he's, the whole, uh, the reason that this is an issue in Scripture is to help us understand what is really being talked about here. And I want you to understand, and the purpose of this message is to understand what Sabbath, biblical Sabbath, really means so you as Christians can keep the Sabbath in the way that God intended it, all right? So there's a law. The law is, is, is no longer practiced in a legalistic way, but it, there's still a principle. All of the laws 
in the Old Testament have principles that undergird them that still apply in our lives. And so the principle of reflecting the nature of God by having this rhythm and routine where you take a day to, or you take time on a weekly basis to not work, to rest, and to, and to sanctify, to make holy, is, is applicable to life. That's how we stay in that healthy rhythm and healthy routine that is, reflects the character of God. That principle will never change. It's just part of how uh, we're hardwired into creation and hardwired into our human uh, life is the need for rest, the need for sanctity, the need for holiness, and this is how we attain it. But there's more to it. And what I really want to do is draw our attention to the fulfillment of what that law uh, pointed to and what the principle points to. And the fulfillment is Christ is the Sabbath. All right. Christ rested. He, he actually fulfilled the law of the Sabbath when he was crucified on the cross. He died. And what was the last thing he said on the cross before he died? It is finished. The work that he came to do was done, and he died. And then they buried him in the tomb, and, and that happened Friday night. And then all that Saturday, the seventh day, he rested. And so in a very real sense, he fulfilled the Sabbath. because He is the Christ. He is our life. And so all of the Sabbaths that led up to that was pointing toward that Sabbath because it was in that rest that we find our redemption. Okay, in Christ. <clears throat> and then we read this, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. So we, it clearly says, Sunday morning, Jesus got up and it was time for church. <laughs> right? They got to the tomb and Jesus wasn't in there because he was resurrected. There was new life. And so it's in him, through his death and resurrection, we experience the fulfillment of what Sabbath was always intended to give, which is the assurance of our redemption and the celebration and experience of new creation. All right? It's the creation and the redemption applied not in a legalistic way, not in an outward formal way, but in, a very, in, in what all of those things pointed to, which is the fulfillment in us and in each and every person who believes in it. And it actually says this in 2 Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, <clears throat> in Christ, he is a new creation. All right? And so the, the Sabbath that we celebrate now is the Sabbath uh, commemorating the new creation, not just the old creation. Old things have passed away. We've been set free. Behold, all things have become new. And so the bondage of slavery and, uh, that the Egyptians experienced in Egypt was a picture to foreshadow and to prophetically point to the uh, bondage that we're freed from, from sin and slavery to death in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we can experience new creation and we can experience redemption, all right? That's a lot bigger, isn't it, than just not working on a Saturday. It's huge. It's a That's why God so emphasized it all the way through Scripture. Jesus Christ is the Christian's Sabbath, not Sunday. And unfortunately, many Christians throughout the centuries have, have, have actually got legalists. I know Christians that are legalistic about uh, even Sunday, all right? 
I, I know people that were raised in homes where, uh, you know, if, if, if they did anything on, on Sunday, they, they would spend the rest of the day praying and ask, seeking forgiveness mm -hmm. because they'd, they kind of switch. And people, uh, the church, some churches still do teach that Sunday needs to be holy. You can't work on Sunday and it needs to be a day. No, Sunday is not the Christian Sabbath, all right? Jesus is the Christian Sabbath. And we are to rest in Jesus. And this is really important, okay? This is really important we understand this. We're just not switching the days. Now, we celebrate, and Christians from the, from the very first, from the resurrection, would gather on Sunday morning to celebrate the resurrection. And it would really dis, uh, distinguish them from the Jewish practice of celebrating uh, on the Sabbath. Because now we're in a new creation. And if you really want to know another level, read through and Notice all the times in the scripture. I'm reading through the Leviticus right now. And the eighth day, uh, is very, very significant. <clears throat> and Sunday is the eighth day. It's the day of new beginnings. It's the day of resurrection. And so Sunday uh, is the day we celebrate the resurrection, but Christ is our Sabbath. And the book of Hebrews actually explains this very thoroughly. I couldn't figure out a way to just extract a couple of verses from this. And so I'm going to read and kind of explain this whole um, uh, passage, 11 whole verses, so please bear with me. But the book of Hebrews was written specifically to teach Christians, and especially Hebrew Christians, how to integrate Old Testament practices and theology with New Testament fulfillment and practices. All right? And so it covers like all the basics. And if you want, you want the key, the, 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 uh, <clears throat> the, the, the way to figure out that whole Old Testament thing, just study Hebrews, because that was its purpose. It talks about how uh, uh, Jesus was the fulfillment of animal sacrifices and why we don't sacrifice animals anymore. Aren't you glad that we don't sacrifice animals anymore? Hallelujah. Why don't we sacrifice animals anymore? Because Christ fulfilled that. And, and uh, the, the animal sacrifices in the Old Testament pointed to the coming one that would die and be the fulfillment of what they just foreshadowed. And so Old Testament, if a person living in the Old Testament, their sins weren't forgiven by those animal sacrifices. Those sins were, their sins were forgiven when they believed God's word that what those animal sacrifices foreshadowed or prophetically proclaimed, which was the death of the Messiah. That's what, that faith is what enabled them to have forgiveness. All right? And Christians now, look back to the accomplished work of Christ on the cross, and we celebrate the Lord's Supper, communion, which, just like they look forward, we look back to the same event, which is Christ on the cross. Well, that was true of animal sacrifices. It was true of the, the priesthood that the Hebrews talk about. And then in chapter 4, it tackles this issue of, of rest and the Sabbath. So let's just read this. It says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest... Let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us, as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. What's just being said here is the author of Hebrews is saying those, the Jews, the Israelites, in the desert, when they received the law and the teaching of Moses, actually heard the gospel. It was the same good news. All right, that was preached to us, but they didn't benefit it 
benefit from it and they were not able to enter into what it was supposed to bring them into, which was rest and peace, because they didn't believe. It wasn't mixed with faith. All right? And the warning here is, hey, don't make the same mistake because it's the same word of God. Does this make sense? All right. So they had the same good news preached to them and the, the missing element was faith, was belief. And it goes on and says, for we who have believed do enter that rest. And so the key difference is by faith we enter into rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Because they weren't believing, they weren't accepting, they weren't following. Although the works were finished from the foundations of the, of the world. And so he's saying, you know, everything that needed to happen was already in place. But they didn't enter in because they didn't follow in faith. And so they specifically talking about they were forbidden from entering into the promised land. And he continues, For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day. Oh, now he's specifically talking about the Sabbath here. In this way, And God rested on the seventh day from all of his works. Okay, remembering the creation. The purpose of Sabbath is part of the creation. And then it goes, And in this place they shall not enter my rest. This is talking about they were forbidden from entering into the promised land, which is talking about the process of redemption that the Israelites rejected. Since therefore it remains that some must enter, and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience, he again designates a certain day, saying in David, or the Psalms, he's quoting another Old Testament reference. This is a theology lesson, folks. Keep up with me. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the seventh day. It wasn't the promised land. But he uh, designated a new day. He's saying, saying in David, Today, after such a long time it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterwards have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered into his rest has himself also ceased from his work, as God did from his. So that's the key verse for understanding New Testament Sabbath theology and really how we are to live as Christ followers. We enter into the rest that Christ rested. All right, His death on the cross, which uh, paid the penalty for our sin, by entering into that, we cease from our works. We're no longer striving to earn God's favor. We're no longer seeking to be good enough. All right? Because we've realized we can't be good enough. We believe that God provided all that was necessary for our salvation, our transformation, our freedom, for the rest that we need and the peace that we need. Christ already provided for that. And so just like Jesus ceased from his work, we cease from our work, and that enables us to enter in to the reward or the benefit of what Christ died to gain for us. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, at least anyone fa fall according to the same example of disobedience. And so he says the Israelites weren't able to enter into the rest because they didn't believe, and that was equated with disobedience. All right? the, the, way, the reason they were disobedient was because they didn't believe. And so by believing, believing in what? Believing that Jesus accomplished all that was required, that the work is finished, and my work is finished. And so from a place of rest, 
from a place of acceptance, from a place of faith, from a place of belief, I have assurance that I can enter into rest. Right? It gives you peace in the midst of strife. Right? It's, the, it's the secret that enabled Paul to live through every situation. All right? <clears throat> it teaches that the seventh-day Sabbath and the promised land were not the fullness of God's plan. Those were just prophetic pictures. And I love that God took you know, close to 2,000 years in the history of a whole nation to demonstrate this point. It's just not some teaching that somebody wrote. This is ingrained in the history of mankind. And it still stands today as a testimony of what God meant because this is so important that we understand how to enter into rest and what that rest means. And it's a rest that doesn't just happen on, a, on Saturday. You have your day off, right? What day is designated as the new day in the Psalms? Today! All right? So today happens to be Sunday. Tomorrow? What? It'll be Monday. It'll still be today. Every day is today. All right? This is huge. That means you don't continue working and working and waiting for one day a week where you have rest. As long as it's today, you can enter into rest. Today is the day of salvation. Now, this is, shifts everything. It changes everything. All right? This rest or Sabbath is something we're to practice every day. The daily or the weekly routine and building it, yeah, that's a principle we live by. That's very, very important. It teaches us a lesson, and we need it physically, we need it mentally, we need it emotionally. But even more than that is that we need a constant refrain, a, an ongoing ability to step into rest, to live every day from a place of rest because we've ceased from our works, that we've entered in to Christ. God established a new promised land for we who have believed do enter that rest, it said. By faith and believing, we enter into the promised land that the Israelites were forbidden to enter in out of disbelief and disobedience. So it's actually a place we live as well as a time. All right? Uh, Jesus said this and he explained it really clearly. He said, come to me all who are labor, uh, labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. rest, 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 rest. It's the only place you find true rest is in Christ. Right? Every other religion, this is one thing about religion, and unfortunately Christian religion is just as bad if not worse <coughs> in that it's striving, it's performance, it's doing. So many people, you try to lead them in the Christ, well, I'm not good enough. Like, that's the point. You never will be good enough until you accept the fact that you're not good enough and that he's good enough to bring you in. And then it's from that place of rest and peace and acceptance that you become good enough because that then enables you to, to live in the, in the promised land. All right? Uh, Colossians says it this way, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died. We're dead to this world in this sense. We can still enjoy the, the creation, but especially we enjoy it when we enjoy it from the perspective of new creation and from the perspective of being in Christ and being heirs and conquerors. Okay? And your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
the, the, the um, early church, they were just Christ followers until some people in Antioch that were not part of the church started calling them Christians. Now, why did they call them Christians? Because they were always talking about living in Christ. Right? They were always talking about Christ. Romans live in Rome. Right? Americans live in America. Christians live in Christ. And so it's by living that my life is hidden with Christ in God. And I come to Jesus for rest. Now this is huge because this means that in whatever situation you're in, regardless of the stress, the strife, if you're at work and it's a horrible day and everything uh, is just pulling you apart, you need to be able to step into Christ and, and, and be surrounded by His peace and His rest. And there's a place where you carry that rest everywhere and at all times. You reinforce that by taking time that's sanctified and holy on a regular basis to reconnect with those truths. But it's something that needs to be practiced continually, constantly. All right, the new promised land and the new day of rest is the finished work of Jesus Christ in the cross. It's when you come to the place where you acknowledge that uh, you can't do it on your own and that Christ accomplished it for you 100%. And that means you need to apply it in whatever situation, life situation, that you're in the midst of it. Whether it be a bad day at work, whether it be a conflict in your home, if you're having trouble with your kids, if you're having trouble with your spouse, if you're sitting in the doctor's office and you hear the worst news that you could possibly imagine, those, that's life, okay? That's the stress and the strife. That's every situation that the gospel and believing the gospel and, and, and coming, uh, living in rest and living in Christ enables you to have the secret to live through it, enable you to do all things through Christ who gives you strength, is that you're in Christ, you're in the promised land, and that he is your Sabbath rest, and that Sabbath rest is available 24-7, 365 days, from the day you're born to the day that you breathe your last breath. You always stay in a place of Sabbath rest because Christ never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this command to be diligent to enter the rest almost seems like a contradiction, doesn't it? Be zealous, exert yourself, strive diligently to enter rest. And the reason, the reason that's a command is because life just pulls at you. There's constant things in life, pulling, pulling, demanding, demanding, and you need to be diligent to stay in the place of rest and not respond out of the demands and the expectations that the world puts on you and respond rather out of the peace that passes understanding and, and the fullness of what Christ accomplished. And that will enable you to stay in a place of rest and not be maxed out. That's, this is the key. Sabbath is the key to maintaining rest. Not just a weekly day off, but a place of living today in Christ every day, regardless of whatever situation. That's the secret of getting through every situation. In victory, that's the secret of be, having the strength through Jesus Christ to do whatever God calls you to do.